Welcome to Get Your Book Done. I'm your host, Christine Closer, a Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestselling author, award-winning publisher, and book writing coach to thousands. I love helping aspiring nonfiction authors write, publish, and promote their best books because there's nothing more powerful than writing a book to transform your life, your readers' lives, your business, and ultimately the world with your message. So let's get started. Welcome everyone to today's episode where we're going to be talking about book proposals that sell. Now, I know a lot of you, even though you're looking at maybe independently publishing, maybe with us, maybe doing self-publishing on your own, um, book proposals have a tremendous value, whether you're traditionally publishing or publishing on your own in a more independent type of form. So um, it's a juicy topic. So even if you're not trying to sell your book necessarily to like Random House, um, you're going to get a lot of phenomenal information today that's going to help you succeed with your book. And if you are still having um, a little bit of a challenge getting that book actually written and you've started and stopped and you keep going around in circles and you need that little push to get you over the edge and get you set up for success to actually write this book so that you can get it out in the world, um, whether it's traditional or elsewise, just remember to head over to bookstrategysession.com. Again, that's bookstrategysession.com and just have a chat with a member of my team who can help you get a big breakthrough and put a plan in place to help you get your book written. Um, Again, that's at bookstrategysession.com because you can't really get a book out in the world or sold to a, you know, publisher or um, market it if it doesn't exist. So you do need to write it first. So once you've written that book, um, again, help is there for you at bookstrategysession.com. After that happens, then... We definitely want to make sure that you are paying attention to every word today around book proposals that sell, because with me, I have Terry Whalen. Now get this, Terry has written two book proposals that received six figure advances. He himself has written more than 60 books. He's also contributed to over 50 publications and several of his books have sold well over a hundred thousand copies. He's an acquisitions editor, and he has taught about book proposals at numerous writing conferences. And we are so fortunate today to have him be sharing his wisdom and expertise on the topic here at the Get Your Book Done podcast. So welcome, Terry. I'm super excited for this conversation today. Wow, Christine, it's always great to be with you. And thank you very much for that kind introduction there. Oh, of course. My pleasure. You have an impressive record for sure. Um, But where I always like to start, no matter what the topic is, is by having my guests tell us a little bit about how they came to authorship. Like, was it a, you know, kindergarten dream? Was it something that just happened to you? Was it something that, you know, sat inside for a decade or more before you actually became an author? What's your story? How'd you get here? Yeah, it was really in uh, high school, my uh, high school English teacher, uh, David Smith, saw something in my writing. I don't have any idea what it was, but he encouraged me to join the uh, high school newspaper that he was the uh, uh, faculty member over that high school newspaper. Uh, They started me out writing sports, and I'm kind of a non-sports person, so that was really quite a challenge for me to uh, learn the terms and figure out how how to put that together. But 
ultimately, I became the uh, editor of my high school newspaper. I thought I was really, you know, really hot. So when I when I got to Indiana University uh, studying journalism, I went over right away and volunteered at the newspaper over there. I had no idea um, what really, how much I had to learn back then. I think it, uh, I had to rewrite my first story uh, three or four times uh, to please my editor. And I think it was two paragraphs, didn't even have my name on it when it got published in the, uh, in the college paper. Um, we produced about a full-size newspaper there at Indiana uh, six days a week. So it was quite a quite a little operation that we had as a, as college students back then. Yeah, definitely not what you typically think of when you think of school newspaper, for sure. No, no. And, um, you know, I did, I thought I was going to be a hard charging uh, newspaper journalist is really what I was training for. But instead, uh, I uh, had a life changing experience in college, uh, became a became a Christian and actually made a left turn out of Indiana and went into linguistics. Uh, for 10 years as hmm. uh, as a part of Wycliffe Bible Translators, uh, worked on a New Testament in Guatemala and some things like that. But ultimately, I came back to my writing and it was it was actually a writer's conference. Uh, I was walking around with an editor and she she knew that I'd written for magazines and stuff. And she uh, asked me what kind of ideas I had about uh, children's books and missions uh, they had a whole line of children's books, but they didn't have a single book about missions. And so I pitched her an idea and she said, that's a great idea, Terry, write that up and send that to me. And so um, I went home, wrote it up and sent it to her. And I had to go through a couple of renditions of this, but ultimately that became my first book that was published in 1992, a little children's book I did called, When I Grow Up, I Can Go Anywhere for Jesus. Hmm. Quite an amazing story. Well, one of the things I've learned, Christine, from going to these writers' conferences, even as an editor now, is that I sit across writers now and I listen to them and I say, you know, that's really a good idea. Write that up and send that to me. But what I what I find from going to these events over and over is that um, only maybe about 10% of those people that I tell that to will actually write that up and send that to me for whatever reason. And so people wonder how in the world I've gotten all these books published all the years. And, and I'm kind of a simple guy, you know, I list, I go pitch my stuff like every other writer does. And I listen to the editor and they say, that's a good idea, write that up and send that to me. And so I go home, I make a little note, I go home, I write it up and I send it to them. Now that doesn't mean I get published, but at least I gave myself a chance of getting published. <laughs> and, and that's one of the simple ways that any, anybody can do it is do what the editor asks you to do. It's that simple. <laughs> and it is amazing how many people might be asked to do that and then don't for whatever reason. So um, let's talk a little bit about the core topic today. Well, let's talk a lot about it, the core topic today, which is book proposals that sell. Just in case we have anyone here listening who's like, well, what even really is a book proposal? Can you just start by talking about what it is and its purpose so that we're all in the same playing field as we have this conversation? Yeah, a uh, book proposal is really a specialized document that has information which never appears in your manuscript, but it's really your 
business plan as far as what you're going to do to sell this book, how you're going to reach the audience, who the competition is, why you are the best person in the world to write this, um, what your marketing plan is, and how you're going to reach your readers. Uh, all those kinds of details are in this, this business plan book proposal document. And that's really the document that uh, publishing executives, agents, uh, editors use to make a decision about your book, whether they're going to publish it or not. Fabulous. And I know, cause I, I mean, I've looked at the purposes of book proposals before, and I know that there's a, you know, philosophy that says that, you know, every single author, no matter how you're publishing really should write a book proposal. Um, so what are your thoughts on that? So even if you're not trying to get an agent, not trying to get it sold, not trying to, you know, get out there and secure a deal and get an advance and do all these things, um, what benefit is there in writing a book proposal if you're not looking to get traditionally published? Yeah, that's a great question, Christine. The, I would say the, the major purpose that you need to write this proposal is you, you still have a book manuscript and you still need a plan at the end of the day. And so this book proposal really helps you zero in on who your plan is, who, who is your audience. And don't tell me everybody because who, whatever editor or agent you say that to will just uh, roll their eyes around. But, you know, every uh, children's author, fiction author, nonfiction author, no matter what, what it is you're writing, you still need to identify who, who your readers are, who really wants this book uh, and why, and who's your competition. Those kinds of elements are in this, all in this, this book proposal document. And it's admittedly not easy to write one of these. I mean, they're, they're typically you know, 30 to 50 pages in length. And uh, there's a lot of, a lot of information that you have to think about and come up with, but they're very important, no matter how you publish from, from my perspective. Now, what inspired you to actually write your own book on book proposals? I'm just curious. Yeah, I, I wrote my book originally in uh, 2004, the original book. This is a revised and updated edition. And I was an acquisitions editor at a publishing house, uh, brand new acquisitions editor. I'd never been inside these meetings where publishing executives make these decisions about books and spending thousands of dollars on these books. And so it, what I realized from going to these meetings, I get, I get shot down. You know, I, I'd pitch these authors and I'd get shot down and I didn't really have the elements from them that I needed to be able to secure the deals. And so it was really out of my own frustration that I wrote uh, book proposals that sell because I was trying to get help authors for one thing, but I was really trying, selfishly trying to get better submissions <laughs> for myself. Mm, interesting, so interesting. That, uh, we could get better stuff. And uh, this, the first edition of this book got out there and it helped all kinds of authors. It's got over a hundred uh, five-star reviews for the book. It uh, It's helped authors get an advance, get an agent, uh, all kinds of great things have happened from that book. But you can imagine, Christine, uh, publishing has changed a lot since 2004. Sure has. <laughs> 
So I needed this revision to get out there. That's for sure. Well, I think it's fantastic that you did do an updated version. I mean, I mean, when I think back, you know, when I first published my first book came out in 2004 um, was when my first book came out and like, it was before the Kindle even existed. And when I think back to that, like, that's not that, I mean, yeah, it's a few years ago, but it's not that long ago. And my gosh, like the landscape is so completely different now than it was back then. Um, yeah, it is. It is very different. And and my book has uh, 21 secrets is the subtitle to speed your success. And one of my original secrets was uh, always include an SASE. Now, some of your listeners might not even know what an SASE is. It's a self-addressed stamped envelope because uh, back then we physically mailed our stuff <laughs> to publishers. Mm-hmm. And we wanted to make sure we had a response in there because otherwise they would spend thousands of dollars to return this stuff to us, which they weren't going to do. They were just going to trash it. So uh, that was a key secret back then. But now most of us submit electronically. We They want electronic submissions, but you have to sort of pitch to be able to get their permission to send it because you know, there's viruses and all kinds of weird stuffs that are sometimes attached to these things that we send electronically. So it's, it's a whole different way that you have to kind of approach people. So like, what's one of the biggest like tips that you've seen change from 2004 to 2021? I mean, other than, you know, send it in physical form with a self-addressed jammed envelope, you know, in the, in the, in the package so that they can send it back to you to now sending, you know, digital submissions. I'm just curious, like what's one other one that it's like, yeah, back then we used to do it like this way. And now here's what you need to do. I'd love to hear one more. Yeah. I think, I think one of the, one of the big things is um, having a competition section. Um, you know, I've, I've heard this over and over from writers that uh, my idea is unique. There's no competition. That's how they handle the competition section of the proposal. But the reality is uh, there are over 4,500 new books that come out every day in, the, in, our, in our community here. So, and that counts the self-published books. So it, that's why the number is so big, but every book is going to compete in the marketplace. So it's, it's really important for you not just to globally say my book's unique, but instead uh, see what your competition is and then detail that out. Uh, I know when I was uh, the fiction acquisitions editor at Howard Books, um, an imprint of Simon & Schuster, just for me to fill out my internal paperwork in order to be able to get a contract for an author, we had to list uh, who, what the competitive titles were. Mm. And so uh, if you don't have that information, you're just really sort of shooting yourself in the foot when you, uh, when you send that out. Thank you. Very helpful. So let's talk now a little bit, because I feel like some of you listeners have this question, like what even goes in a book proposal? Okay. We get that it's important. Even if I'm not going for a traditional publisher, like this can be my book plan. Like this can really help me get a solid foundation under my book. Um, even if I'm going to self-publish or indie publish or hybrid publish, but what in the world goes in it? Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah. Um, you know, there's, there's your, there's your title and uh, don't just put uh, working title. I've seen it 
authors do that over and over. They figure, well, the publisher's going to figure out the title. Well, but you're you're really the expert on your own book, so you ought to be able to figure out what the, what the title is and what some good possible sub other titles are, other suggestions. So that's that's all a part of it. Uh, you need to do a a pitch as far as what what the overview of your book is. That might be the kind of stuff that would be on a back cover for your book. Um, who can you reach out to realistically and get to uh, endorse your book and uh, help you in that area? How are you going to do that? Uh, what kind of things are you going to actually do to uh, market your book and be able to get it out there into the market and touch, touch your readers? Um, what's your plan? Do you have a plan? <laughs> if, if you don't have a plan, you'll be sure to hit nothing out there is what is what we say all the time. So uh, you need to have a realistic plan. Um, I've talked to authors many times over the years, Christine, and once I was on the phone with a guy and I asked him what kind of plan he had to, to market his book. And he said, you know, he said, I have a really cute granddaughter. I think we ought to do television commercials. And uh, it was all I could do to keep from laughing at this guy. Oh my word. Because uh, just, just think out there, folks, how many television commercials about books you really see? Now, now, James Patterson is a billionaire, so he can certainly do television commercials. But for most of us, we're not going to do that. So come up with realistic things uh, that you can actually do. And an example of a realistic marketing plan would be um, you know, if the publisher will print me a thousand postcards, I will either, you know, put my own postage on there and stamp those and send those to people, or I will physically take them around to bookstores for bag stuffers. I mean, that's, that's kind of a practical idea that any author can do. Absolutely. And it's, it's an easy one, you know, but the thing is, and I just want to mention this here because it feels important. The thing is that no matter which path you choose to publish, right? Traditional, hybrid, self-publishing, or what we do over here is we do independent publishing where authors retain all rights and royalties of their books. No matter which path you choose, like you have to understand that you are going to be the one who truly ultimately is responsible for marketing your book. And I know this was true before, Terry, I'm probably pretty sure it's true now, is that in the world of at least trying to secure a traditional publishing deal, that the most important section of the book proposal oftentimes is not necessarily the topic, the content, the competition, and all of these other components, you know, what the material, the table of contents and things like that. But what really is the make or break is the marketing plan section. I would imagine that's still true today. Yes. Oh yes, absolutely. And it's um, you know it's it's going to be up to the author a lot. So your passion for continuing to market your book and talk about your book is is really what's important. Uh, Christine, I think you and I met at uh, Author One Hundred and One years ago, or maybe years mega ago. Book, or maybe book marketing mega book marketing university. I don't even remember where it was, but. Uh, oh my god was it, it mega book i mean they haven't even done that for like 17 years i don't think was yeah, the last one yeah, yeah they haven't done it in a long time but i was in 2007 that i was at uh, mega book marketing out there in los angeles and i'd written about 50 books at that point in my in my life and um 
I sat there and, and as an agent, but I listened to all the, all the speakers and took notes with about 400 other people. And I sort of woke up, you know, during that conference, I realized that I was doing nothing as an author to promote my own books. I had a terrywhalen.com website, but uh, I had no blog. I had no email list, no real reach with my readers. And so Jack Canfield was one of the one of the speakers at that event. And uh, Jack has written this book called The Success Principles. And the first success principle uh, says that I will take 100% responsibility for my own success. Now, none of us want to take 100% responsibility for our own success. We'd love for our publisher, our agent, our publicist, somebody other than ourselves <laughs> to actually do this work. But <laughs> Our best chance for success as authors is really to take that kind of attitude and really buy into that success principle that you're going to take 100% responsibility for your own success. So I, I did back then. I decided to change. And so, you know, that's part of the reason I have, you know, 190,000 followers on Twitter and I have a blog that has 1,500 entries in it. And there's a lot of stuff that I, that I have out there mm. that I give to people. And my reason behind that is I, I know that from giving away all that stuff that it's, uh, it's going to come back to you through that process. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, I always say you write your book once, but you'll market it forever or at least as long as you want people to be reading it. So it is so important that marketing plan section of the proposal, whether or not, like I said, you're putting that in there to try to get a traditional deal or you're doing it on your own, you absolutely need some sort of marketing plan. Nothing's worse than an author who, you know, puts all this heart and soul and time and energy and money into writing and publishing a book. And then nothing happens with it because they haven't done the marketing and, um, you know, they, yeah, they don't realize the importance of it as much as we, all of us, right? Like book experts, all of us publishers, we're always trying to like get people to like understand this. And sometimes they just have to experience it for themselves before they realize, oh, oh, I need to market my own book. It's kind of interesting. That's right. Any, That's anyway, right. Um, I know that we over in the show notes um, have this link, but uh, in case anyone is interested in going to grab a copy um, of Terry's book, you can just go to bookproposalsthatsell.com. Again, that's bookproposalsthatsell.com, or you can head over to our show notes. You'll link there too. And you'll see that there's, um, you know, you can buy it on Amazon. You can shop at, you know, at indie books. You can go to books, a million Barnes and Noble, um, where have you. So you can definitely get a copy of the book there, but I would certainly, which I would certainly suggest you do. Um, what's one, one other, a little like sneak peek of what's inside that book that would encourage our listeners to go grab it. Um, if they realize the importance of that book proposal now. Yeah. You know, this particular edition, I got, uh, Marilyn Allen to uh, write the forward for the book. Uh, Marilyn is a, uh, is a partner in the Alan O'Shea literary agency, and she's worked with uh, you know, John Gray and Stephen King and Stephen Follett and, uh, or Ken Follett rather, not Stephen Follett, Ken, Ken, Follett, Ken Follett, Mary Higgins Clark, people like that, because she's worked inside uh, Harper and Simon and & Schuster and Penguin, Random House, places like that. But um, Marilyn 
told me this this story about um, when she first started as an agent. Uh, she was working with, uh, she met Regina Leeds, who had been an organizer out in Los Angeles for, for a decade. And they worked together on a proposal and they sent it out all over the place. And it didn't, didn't hit the mark. It got rejected all over the place. So they went back to the drawing board, um, worked on a, a different version of this proposal where people could use that book to get organized at any point in your life, any time you pick it up. Hachette ended up um, publishing that book and the book got on the New York Times list and Regina Leeds has spent uh, you know, years now, she's written 10 more books about how to, uh, how to get your life organized. And so I think you know, that story alone has some mm. important lessons for people. Absolutely, I would say so. Um, so again, you can grab that over at the show notes or at bookproposalsthatsell.com. So Terry, we've covered a lot of ground today around book proposals. I do really feel like we've helped people, um, you know, our listeners really understand the value of a book proposal, especially if you're going traditional, you need one, you know, so many people make the mistake of writing their book first and then going to a traditional publisher, like, oh, we need the proposal, not the book. So now you all, you know that. And you know the importance of doing it for your own foundation, for your own plan, for your own success with your book. So whether it's something that we've already shared or something new, I always like to wrap our shows with like, what is the single most important thing that you want listeners to walk away with from today's episode? Like, what's the big, like, oh, this, do you take only this? Like if they're going to go stop listening and run to their friend and like tell their friend, like, oh my gosh, I just heard this thing. Like, what is that one thing you want them to take away? Yeah, I want them to uh, take away that it's it's going to be their their passion and their drive that's ultimately going to help them write their proposal, write their book in the first place. And they're the only person in the universe that can actually actually do that. Uh, you. And, and I both know that even the, the co-authors for Chicken Soup for the Soul uh, got rejected over 140 times before, before those books were actually published. And so you get no a lot as, a, as, an, as an author, but you have to just persist and uh, find, the, find the right place at the right time with the right publisher for you to be able to get your book out there. And a, and a book proposal is a huge way to help you be able to do that. Beautiful. So the two P's, I'll say passion and persistence. And certainly the Mark Victor Hansel and Jack Canfield story with Chicken Soup for the Soul, man. Talk about passion and persistence. Those guys had it for sure. And look at them now, right? There's, I don't think a corner of the world that doesn't have a Chicken Soup for the Soul book in it. So um, sure. absolutely passion and persistence. Well, thank you so much, Terry, for the your time today, sharing your expertise. Um, for writing this new up revised version, the second edition of book proposals that sell and um, sharing your wisdom that run today. Thank you so much. Thank you, Christine. It's been an honor to be with you. Yes, my pleasure always. And to all of you listeners, again, I always every episode, thank you for being here. Thank you for being the type of person who is writing a book that is going to transform lives. You are doing this. You're writing this book to make a difference in the lives of other people in this world and for yourself, of course, as you write it. And there's no 
greater journey, more expansive and powerful life-changing journey, I think, than writing that transformational book first. So thank you for being on that journey. Um, thank you so much for being here. Again, if you have questions and need help writing your book, just head over to bookstrategysession.com and you can chat with a success coach on my team to see how we might be able to support you in getting a plan in place and doing that um, for sure. So thanks again for being here. And until next time, write powerfully, everyone. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Get Your Book Done. Be sure to check out the show notes for links to everything we talked about today. And if you want my help with your book, head over to christinecloser.com to learn more and get a free copy of my book, The Transformation Quadrant, which will show you how to blueprint your book in 15 minutes or less. The Get Your Book Done podcast is where the leading conversation is happening for transformational authors everywhere. And I'm grateful you tuned in.